Welcome back to another episode of the Morning Skate, episode 205. It's playoff fucking hockey season. Uh, you got your host, Cat here. I'm pretty pumped up, pretty jacked up. I've had about 14 beers today. We're, we're filming this at 1030 at night. Don't worry, those beers didn't happen. Like It was throughout the course of a day, so I'm not drunk or anything. I'm, I'm feeling good. Um, I am also with Hal. Hal, how are you doing, dude? It's good, dude. Thank you for uh, showing restraint. I asked you just to not black out, so that's... That's good. I mean, it seems like you're really feeling yourself. You're like, Ked, don't black out. I'm like, bro, like it'll be fine if we do that. But then you inform me that you talked to some listeners who have listened to us before when when we've gone off the rails, and I reeled it right back in, bud. I ate a couple cheeseburgers. I got some carbs in me. And you want to know what? Before we get into the podcast, I'm going to do for the first time a live Can I Boost sublingual oil CBD right here. <laughs> sublingual? Look at that fucking thing. Focus and energize. Tell me, I don't need that right now. So right now, this is uh, Can I Brands promo code TMS25 to save 25% off your order. That's canibrands.com. Directions, one dropper fill, one to two times daily. Shake shake gently before the use. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I was, okay, we're good. Got it open. You got to push down. It has like the kid lock on it that thing right here so i'm gonna i'm gonna load her up load her up oh yeah that's a that's a fucking big one uh-huh. <laughs> uh, am i supposed to swish it no for 30 didn't say it, i just swallowed it it said one or two times a day i think i think a lot of people put it in water i've also i think i've seen dale rub that on himself well here's the thing it's one to two times a day and it's 10 30 so i won't be able to do another one so we're gonna do two and Kat's going to be super energized and focused for the podcast. So, guys, that's TMS25 promo code. Head over to canibrands.com. Save 25% of you. It's got a, good, got a little good taste to it. Not not bad. You know what? You know what? I'm I think, pausing right now. So, that's so that's CBD stuff. I think it's from Arizona, correct? Doesn't it say made in Arizona or something? Oh, bro. Yes, it does. <laughs> right on the box. Yeah. So, oh. so for whatever reason, I just think it, their CBD tastes like Arizona. And I mean that as a compliment. Fuck like yeah. a nice desert sunrise. It's better than tasting like New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> imagine, if, you imagine if it's a CBD made in New Jersey, how that would taste like. Bro, uh, I would got I some would Arizona fucking, to it. I would taste like a Grand Canyon sunset. I would taste a Grand Canyon sunset over a back alley in Newark any day of the week. If I went into a bar and there was a drink special for the night and it was called and it was called the Grand Canyon Sunset, I'd order six. Y- yeah, uh, yeah, duh, wow. Grand, it's probably already a thing, dude. It definitely is. But if not, that's awesome. This is all natural, no odor, no pesticides, pure hemp CBD lab tested. Can I brands USA focus and energize TMS 25. Uh, wow. That was, that was the best ad read we've done since we've had C- this can I brand CBD. And so shout out to us. Shout out to my brain for being focused and energized for a hell of an ad read. Shout out to you for making sure you corrected the word sublingual right oh boy nailed it all right guys so podcast 205 we have a lot to, to kind of go over uh a majority of this is going to be a playoff preview um we have i and i'm also going to get out ahead of this this is definitely the most prepared we've ever been for any sort of podcast i think in the history of the morning skate in terms of what we have in this doc stats that we can drop in on you know, little tidbits per series that's going to be cool but um, do I just kind of get into it? You want me to get into the NHL and the news? Let's hear it. 
All right, NHL in the news. Oh, man, you changed my one of my heroes. We're going to start off first. It's Eugene Melnick's world, and we're just living in it. This guy, man. So Christmas, I think it was Christmas break, he decided to get his entire family on a yacht and cruise some ocean. There's four of them. I'm going to guess the Indian. It's probably not correct, but one of the four oceans that him and his family got on this yacht they're on it, and you know, Eugene, they spent quite a bit of money on there, and Eugene kind of wants to run the show, and he's like, well, why don't we go here? Why don't we go there? Apparently, the captain of this cruise ship was a little salty s- sailor and ended up turning Melnick's like experience into a horror story. So Eugene Melnick is ending up suing this cruise ship. Uh, there's some evidence being placed right now where Eugene said the captain was unprofessional, how they were kind of in really untested waters, all this stuff. But the defense also has evidence of a uh, signed, like, like, you know, when you go to like a wedding or something, you like, you sign the guest book or whatever. Yeah. Well, one of, one of his guests signed the guest book, like, Hey, Mr. Captain, thank you for the best time that I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> problematic, pro- problematic when you're suing, when you're suing a cruise ship, for doing the exact opposite, but you want to know what, dude, I fucking love this guy. I read this today and the Rangers are eliminated from the playoffs and it just, it, it brought, it brought a smile to my face, warmth to my heart. Uh, what do you have on this guy, man? He's, he really is a gift that's worth giving. I should have checked out his, his new website where he talks about things. Yeah. He's going to post a blog on it. I don't, he probably, I wonder if he hides from the stories, but uh, I love it, dude. He's our boy. Uh, talk about him all the time. My two thoughts on it. One kind of remind me, uh, show you've watched Silicon Valley. If you've watched that show, like Gavin Belson and Jack Parker, you know, that scene where they're like on the plane and they're like trying to like make each other, like fly out of the way to Jackson hole or whatever. Yeah. I I feel like Melnick like gives me those vibes where he would do petty shit like that too. What he's Gavin Bilson. Think so. Kind of like less successful in Canadian, but like, yes, in the same, like, in the same breath, I feel like they definitely have similar tendencies, right? Yeah. Like, like we we used to like characterize him as a Michael Scott, but he's definitely more. No, no, he's definitely more of a Gavin. But he's like, he's got an edge to him. He doesn't. He's not afraid to let people know about it. Yeah, and and number two, my other point, I feel like I feel like he probably signed that sarcastically, right? Like, I feel like when the cruise ship guy checked like the guest book and it said like time my life, he was probably like, "Fuck this guy." Yeah, but he didn't sign it. One of his guests signed it. So, so it just kind of means all the guests had a great time, but he was fucking except for for Eugene. But here's the bottom line. I don't really know what like an expensive, like billionaire yacht rental situation looks like. I feel like Melnick expects like he gets what he wants. Bros. It's not like the the most classic case of like first world problems. Like we have like a pandemic going on. Like people are dropping like flies because of COVID. Uh, there's no gas in the Carolinas right now. Like you have all this shit going on and Eugene, <laughs> Eugene's a little, a little upset about a fucking cruise that he took his whole family on Christmas. So they didn't have to like wear masks and hang out. It's listen, if, if Eugene ever hears this, I hope he doesn't think I'm coming at him. I truly respect his game. I think that he is one of the best owners in the NHL specifically for the, <laughs> the way he does shit like this. Like if I had that money, it's hard to say I wouldn't be exactly the, the same way. Agree. I feel like too, like if there's any 
owner in the NHL that maybe your owner, Jim Dolan, would like form an alliance with could be Melnick. Melnick would put Jim Dolan in a locker. No. You don't think so? Dude, because think about Jim Dolan. Like, he is a sideshow for the Knicks. Like, the whole thing that happened with that former player, Oakley, like, I don't know. He plays in the band with the kazoo, dude. Called Spike Lee to get lost. Yeah, like. Uh, maybe you're was- right. Maybe maybe Jimmy Dolan's got a little bit little bit of fucking packs of punch. Speaking of pack of punch, before we even get into this, how about that San Diego Padres fucking fan walking up to that dude and just knocking him the fuck out? I wish yeah. we had the video to kind of put it up here. I know it's not hockey related. I wanted to get your take on this. It was in the group text. People said it was really gutless. To me, looking at the thing, the guy who got punched in the face definitely said something to the guy who punched him in the face. When you have somebody walking up to you with that stride and that look on their face, you have to be prepared to dodge whatever's coming your way. And this guy, there was there was no bit of power missed in that punch. He ate every single bit of that. You saw the soul leave this guy's body like on impact and then the guy stood there and like three people jumped on him like good for him they actually acted better than the rangers did when panarin got like <laughs> thrown on the ice and tom wilson but are the padres are back dude <laughs> that's your takeaway on it you my takeaway definitely like a solid punch but that I might guess- have been, that might have been the most devastating punch i've ever seen in my life I don't think it's a cheap shot because like you he saw him coming and it was like straight at him so it's not like he suckered him but I just think that there was a huge age gap, and I don't. I just think when you're like when you're like 25 years old, and a guy at a bar starts screaming at you, like you look to your left, you look to your right, you're like, yeah, like one of my friends might fight this guy, or like you're like I might have to fight this guy for my friend. Like you have that instinct. But when you've been like working in corporate America for like 25 years, and you've been like raising kids and shit, and you get in like a pissing contest with some 25 year old, like. I just don't think like your fight or flight is the same. Like I think you forget that like you're about to get punched in the face, dude. Like, yeah, but don't stand up then. What was that guy doing standing up? What are you, you going to get argue? Mono mono. If you stay in that chair and that guy comes over and yells at you and he braids you, I don't think that that guy's going to walk up to a sitting dude and punch him. I but think the fact does, when you stand up, dude. When you stand up, it's fucking green light, bro. It's a three zero count. Your third base coach is giving you the green light and you're going to fastball down the middle another baseball fucking metaphor i'm telling you what guys this can i boost focus and energize sub sublingual oil man arizona grand canyon sunrise sunset whatever it is but slam diego here we go we got more news david quinn was fired from the new york rangers uh in 208 games he went 96 87 and 25 actually one of my biggest pet peeves in the history of like the David Quinn saga is they would always put his, like his record up on the screen and would always say he was above 500, which I mean, I guess he is 96, 87 and 25. But when you add 87 and 25, 25 is overtime losses. That's a loss, correct? Yes. So 87 and 25 to one, that's 112. So he was 96 and 112. Is that an above 500 average? No. No, I mean, your points might be close. I don't know. I My opinion on David Quinn was he was brought in. I feel like he was brought in because he was supposed to get young guys to play. You guys had two first and second overall picks, and they didn't – they're not necessarily – they're not bust yet at all, and I think they both have bright futures, but they didn't perform like most first and second overall picks did. I think Rafael showed – they both showed strides at the end of this season, but I just think that was his main job, and they didn't see the results, and it's like – Let's try something different. 
Yeah, and I also think like they didn't. So they fired Gorton and Davidson. Brian Leach also just left, but they just hired Mike Greer to fill that spot. I like that signing. Um, I do. I just. I feel like they kept Quinn because they were interested to see what the players had to say. A lot of the players' interviews, they kind of, you know, they stuck up for him, but there wasn't anybody who was like, I really hope Quinn's back next year. Not one dude said that. So you knew he was kind of on the way out. There were some potential suitors. Uh, Gallant got interviewed today. I guess that went really well. Tortorella is kind of in the news. Rick Tockett, Mike Babcock, Bruce Boudreaux. But there's also other teams. Uh, Buffalo is looking for a head coach. Columbus is looking for a head coach. Arizona, Seattle, they're all looking for head coaches. We're going to see what ends up happening this. We don't know what's going to happen with Rod the Bod down in Carolina. Uh, I mean, their owner is a loose cannon too, so that nothing is done there. Uh, I, I don't really know. I Here's my thing about Gallant. Like, I, I like Gallant. You look at what he's done, dude. You look how he took that Vegas team that nobody expected to do anything and, like, made them into a Stanley cup contender almost immediately. That's awesome. My only thing is, is I feel like his track record, he got, he got ditched by the Panthers and left at a bus stop. (laughs) And then he gets a team to go to the Stanley cup their first year. And two years later, the moment Pete DeBoer is able to be a head coach, they fire him and get DeBoer who's their rivals head coach. I don't like that. Like that kind of alarms me a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but all you hear, it's weird though, because all you hear is that players love him and all he does is win. So it's like, right. why does he get fired? Uh, I don't know. Just running through that list really quick, my opinion's Tortorella. Uh, I've said it once, I've said it twice. Sign him for two years. I said this before, this was a story, by the way. You really did. You, really, you were the first one to bring this up out of anybody that I knew. Because there was no way Tortorella was coming back to Columbus. You knew it was over. <laughs> Like you, if you can get Tortorella on a two-year contract or a one-year contract and understand, like maybe he like gives this team that like energy and that grit, and then as soon as he starts to wear on everybody, but they've learned like the lessons through like the trials and tribulations of John Tortorella, you fire him, you bring in a new coach, and you win a cup. And like, I don't know, I don't even know if that's like a real thing. I just that's an imaginary. It's, scenario i hate to bring this back to baseball but this is just like putting a donut on a baseball bat dude you put a donut on the baseball bat you swing that fucker 500 times till your arms are about to fall off and then you then you take the donut off you get a new coach and then you're fucking hitting dingers bud yeah 100 percent. and uh seeing some of the old tortorella larry brooks like arguments was oh, so funny because awesome. if he was doing that in today's NHL, it would not be the same. He'd begin to find out the ass. Yeah, bro. Like, if he told Larry Brooks that he looked like the guy who got picked on at the bus stop in 2021, he would have gone canceled. Yeah. Are, dude, my favorite my favorite thing with Larry Brooks was that one, he's, like, slumped over. He's got his, like, glasses fogged. And he's like, he's like, are you saying you want to fight me? Like, I just, like, yeah. that was crazy. Uh, I kind of wish he did. Like, can you imagine if Torch just slammed Diego'd him? Yeah. No, and I think, dude, and uh, speaking of the next coach, Rick Tockett, I feel like Tockett's kind of in that same boat as Tortorella, but, like, yeah. he hasn't won. Like, I don't I don't Not know. Either. I don't know if Rick Tockett's actually, like, a sick coach or just, like, the idea of him as a cool coach. Does that make right. sense? I couldn't agree more. I don't so, know. I, I don't know what to do. Like, I was so happy that Quinn's gone, and now that Quinn's gone, I don't have a fucking clue what to do. Yeah, and my last – I think Bad it's going to be Gallant. 
it, no. if it's, it's going to be Gallant, and if it's not Gallant, the only reason it wouldn't be Gallant is if Rod Brindamore and the Carolina Hurricanes don't work it out. That's that would be my. If we get Rod the bot, I'd be pumped, dude. Like that'd be a guy I I go to battle with Rod Brindamore. Yeah, we can talk. Well, I like if, it, if, well, dude. If if Rod Brindamore becomes the New York Rangers head coach, I promise our listeners I will have a six pack by the end of that year. That's a lot. Yeah, dude. I actually saw this too. Uh, I was going to bring this up later when we talked about the Hurricanes, but I'll just do it now. Do you think Brendamore should have, like, Coach of the Year, like, honors? If you look at it, because, like, right now it's, like, Mike Sullivan for the Penguins. I forget who the other front runner is. There's a couple front runners. I'm blanking on it. Uh, Who's Minnesota's head coach? No clue. Please don't ask And why me. the fuck shouldn't that guy be up there? I mean, right? I I, nobody expected Minnesota to make the fucking playoffs this year. Dave Eason, isn't that Everson? Dude, I don't even know. To be honest with you, I've watched. That's crazy to me because I've watched Wild Games this year. I don't yeah. think that guy's name won. Exactly. Like exactly. when you said, "Who's the Wilds coach?" I just want to be like Mike Yo. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, dude. No. Speaking of Mike Yo, Elaine Vignon is returning to the Flyers next year. So thank God that's one guy that. Oh. Not- yeah, but I think Brendan should have somewhat of a case. Like I think they're third in the third in the league in points this year like they beat out florida and tampa who are pretty good teams kind of a sneaky division there they have Carolina, like the east, they're the they're the east coast of vegas to me i feel like they play very similar games like they're fast oh. they're hard on the puck i think maybe carolina probably has a little well i don't know because vegas has fucking stone and patch ready and shit but like i feel like they're a younger vegas yeah i think i mean aho svechnikov taravainen they have a lot of good young forwards. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of an interesting comparison. I dislike both teams, so it makes sense. does make sense, but that's what we have. Uh, also, just really quick, we mentioned Torts. Uh, Patrick Line in a Finnish interview said, I can't even stand hockey right now. The season was an absolutely miserable experience team-wise and personally. Only good thing is that the season is over. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. So it looks like the line I experienced in Columbus didn't really work out the way that everybody – well, it did work out the way everybody thought it was going to work out. He fought and lost. That was sick. Uh, He had like a couple sick goals. I don't know. Call me crazy, and this probably makes no sense. But if I was a fan and I got Patrick Line on the cheap, I'd be kind of pumped still. Like this is like the most ridiculous comment of all time, and like it's a lot of people sucks. are saying it's taken out of context because of the English Finnish thing. But like what I just read translated from Finnish to English, I don't care what context you're talking about. That does not sound like a happy camper. It just, like if you could describe it, it'd just be bad. Like it definitely bad. wasn't good. I don't, I don't know, man. I think he's still super talented. Kind of a little bit of an odd duck, you know, but. I, I just feel like fin- I feel like Finnish players are all kind of like odd. Maybe not. I, like I'm not trying to be like negative <laughs> towards Finnish players, but like I'm trying to think of like a, a Finnish no. that I thought was like really cool that I would want to hang out with, and I can't like who. If you were to say who's who are like the top like three or four Finnish players of all time, Timo Solane. He's cool. Okay, done. All right, P- point proven. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, mean, I don't know because. I love Finnish hockey, and I actually think I actually think Patrick Line is the opposite of like when you think of Finns, you usually think of like two way responsible, like obviously like Solane Curry, but like Barkov's Barkov's like a two way player. Rantanen, Aho's good. The Koivu brothers, like 
you think when I think Finnish hockey, like Rope Hans, Tara Vinen, Yuri Latinen, like fast. defensively fast, responsible, hard. fast, yeah, play hard, and they're smart. Like you know, you know what ruined it for me is Capo Caco. That's why I think Finns are awkward because he's obviously the most awkward human being of all time. I mean, Valtteri Fippilit. What? Who was the wow. guy? For, uh, who's it's the guy? Flyers. Latero was like in the cartel, <laughs> allegedly. I think I do remember that. Might yeah. have wrote a blog about it. I don't, I don't know. know. I just that was really heavy Finnish slander. And if we have any Finnish hockey fans out there, I'd I like to say slander, dude. They're great hockey players. I was just trying to think of like a, a Finnish guy that like I've seen play in the NHL where like, wow, I'd love to drink beer with that guy, and like I couldn't. And then you're like Tamo Solani, and like, okay, we can move on now. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and- it goes back to Capo Caco being like, just being awkward as fuck. We'll Love the kid. Great player. I think he's going to be really good next year, but just like, wow, it's nice city. And like, I think they wish happy all the mothers happy Mother's Day. He's like, I love you, mom. He's just, he's just, just Capo, dude. He just doesn't I know English. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's slander. I just feel he's kind of just like a little awkward. He's an awkward turtle. Fair enough. That's all I got on that. Um, you know, I hope people don't think that's slander. I don't think people would have thought that was slander until you said that's finished slander. So maybe we put a poll up about that. We're going to move on. Uh, Jack Eichel. So Jack Eichel has been in the news. He was interviewed. He said, I've been a bit upset about the ways uh, things have been handled since I've been hurt. There's been a bit of disconnect between myself and the organization. The most important thing now is to get healthy and be ready to play hockey next year, wherever that might be. Uh, he also said, listen, my number one interest is Jack Eichel. You know what I mean? Love that out of a leader in the locker room, right? That's something that you really want your captain to be talking about. I mean, it's true, though. Like, you always have your best interest. Just like, you know how they, like, always do those commercials where it's like they show the NBA and they're, like, talking about I and then the hockey yeah. player, they're like, we. Jack Eichel. Like, at the end of that commercial, it should just be, like, my number one interest is Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel, you know, like, like, bro, like, I guess at the end of the day, that's what the number one interest is. But do you ever think Patrice Bergeron would be interviewed? And he's like, my number one interest is Patrice Bergeron. I just, yeah. I, and, dude, like, I don't really hate Jack. Like, like, I remember I turned on him when he grew his hair out, and I thought he was funny at that point. I think he's, he's a good terrible. player, and I think he can be a leader. And, like, I don't want to slander him because he's a sick American hockey player. Uh, just It was just, like, a weird thing to say. And I don't think he meant it. We're probably reading way too much into it. And I just feel like Jack Eichel is one of those dudes. He's like, fuck, why did I say that after? Um, but the crazy thing, and I think he was just venting too, why would the Buffalo Sabres not let him get surgery? That's the only thing I don't understand. Well, let's talk about that right now. Kevin Adams, the GM, said and he wanted to make this clear that Eichel hasn't asked for a trade. Uh, making a statement on Eichel, says Sabres want Eichel to be healthy. He had no problem with the second opinion. There was a constant communication. Says doctors agreed on conservative rehab approach. Adams backs their expertise feeling Eichel could avoid surgery. Confirms that Eichel and his reps have considered a different option, cervical disc replacement, but the team is not comfortable with it because there's not a history of NHL players coming back from it. I'm pretty sure... Fuck. I want to say his name's Chris Weidman. Do you know the UFC fighter? Last name Weidman? Yeah, I'm not Or really Weidman sure. or whatever. I'm pretty... Don't quote me on this. I'm pretty sure he had recently just gotten it. So in terms of like athletes, I think that's like the most recent one who has had that done. Dude, the neck injury freaks me out, dude. Like, depending on what you have to give up for a guy who has a bum neck, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. My they're, dude, my. they're already putting up odds of, of what team Eichel is going to play for next year, and the Buffalo Sabers aren't even on the list of 
teams that are going to be odd. So like everybody thinks he's going to be traded. Is there any chance he stays? I feel like there is. Like I, I definitely see feel like there is. And I feel like if he gets surgery now too, I feel like this is going to leak into next season. Like I don't think the Sabres have to rush. Like they can figure it out. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I thought, I thought you made some good points. The whole surgery thing though, like I just feel like in today's world, like medicine's so fucking crazy that these like athletes now have the craziest fucking surgeries. And sometimes I feel like they're like athletes get the choice. It's like, do you want to rehab for like 10 months or do you want to have this crazy ass surgery and like rehab for eight? And they're like, I'll take the eight. And like, and they like choose to go that route. So like, I don't know, man, like if Eichel's surgery goes wrong and he can't come back, like, don't you just put him on the IR and he's not on the salary cap? Like he's your star player. It's, I, and this is where I agree with him saying Jack Eichel's number one. It's like, it's his body, dude. Like, fuck. Like, yeah. if, like, it's not like Jack Eichel's like refusing a surgery or something like that. Like, he thinks this is the best choice for him. And like, right. let him rip the surgery as your fucking captain. Right. No, I, I agree with that. I think, I don't think Eichel's doing this thinking, oh, my career is going to be short. Or my career, like you, like he's doing shit in the best interest for himself. I don't think he's doing it thinking he's never going to play hockey again. Like that would, that would not. I, I agree with you. He's doing what he thinks is best for him. At the end of the day, you know. You think about, Jack, about Jack Eichel? Do you think that Jack Eichel wants his NHL career to end right now? That's like what I'm saying. Buffalo with a fucking right. back injury, dude. Like no. Yeah, that's Zero that's, that's kind of what I was saying. It's just weird. I just yeah, I don't know. Eichel to the Rangers. Uh, McDavid watch, dude. Uh, McDavid has more points in his last 10 games than Detroit's leading scorer, Philip Hornick, did all season. So that's our McDavid stat of the week. Every week we're kind of coming out with this new, different McDavid stat. I don't think we talked about him hitting 100 points last week. It's been a while since we've had like one of these podcasts. So, um, I mean, dude, the shit that that guy can do, man. I hope... I really, really hope we're going to see the Oilers and the Maple Leafs in the sem- I don't even know what it'd be. Semi, semifinals, quarterfinals, no, whatever. Idea. The finals of the North. I hope that I hope we see McDavid and Matthews battle for King of the North, dude. King of the North? You know what I'm talking about? It's game of the yeah. yeah. Can we move on, dude? That was uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> I wanted to bring this up. This is probably better for Bruins talk, but the last game of the year, you guys benched everybody and just brought up the Providence Bruins. And like, we actually talked about this earlier this week. Have, has this ever been done, dude? I've never seen an NHL team do this where it's like, okay, with Bru- the Boston Bruins aren't playing. The Providence Bruins are going to be playing. I don't know, dude. Tax- taxi squad kind of vibes. I, I think that's how it kind of works out this year. Um, it was crazy. I mean, it was sick. I told you this. Steve Camper having an A on his jersey, Nick Ritchie having an A, that was something I never thought I'd see. So uh, that's tough. Also, if you're like Jake DeBrusque, because like there's literally like five regulars in the lineup. Like if you're Jake DeBrusque and Stevie Camper's getting the A over you, like that should that should send more of a message than you getting benched. Yeah, I think so. Like you're telling me Steve Camper is a better leader than I am. I don't even play in the NHL, and I think I'm a better leader than Steve Camper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, totally get the leader. What's speaking of fucking American leaders? I love that. What a segue. Uh, we're just going to kind of touch on the world championships really, really quick. There's just two names we want to talk about. It is officially the season of the Justin Ablocator and Brian Boyle comeback tour. 
They're going to be playing on the first and second lines for Team USA. The Rangers keep talking how they want toughness. They want leadership. They want guys that are going to be able to do the little things and participate. Brian Boyle and Justin Ablocator are your men. But those two, if they have a fucking good thing, if Ablocator, what was his issue? Is he just getting older and slower? I think he had a thousand back issues too. Okay. Um, and then boy, I know I don't really know why nobody signed Brian. Brian Boyle was still a productive player the last year that he was in the league. He's never been a huge goal scorer, but like he's fucking, he's pretty good. He can fucking take penalties. He's good at the dot. Bro, Not a great fighter, but I love Brian Boyle. I thought he should have been the captain of the Rangers back then. When he was on the Devils, dude, he was he was slow. Brian Boyle he's was always slow. been slow. He's always been slow, and he's slower. And the game's faster. You know, it's kind of weird how you're talking shit about a guy from Hingham Mass, dude. I like Brian Boyle. I'm not talking shit. I just think it's the end. I'm not that surprised no one picked him up for the playoffs. My other thing I wanted to ask you, like, say all USA hockey players played in one pro league and it was, like, the same setup, NHL, AHL, ECHL. Do you think this is, like, an ECHL team? Like, what tier of USA hockey is this from the actual Olympic roster? Because I look at the Olympic roster from last time, NHL players weren't there, and that was a step above this. Yeah, dude, I would say it might even be it might be like Division One hockey. Because you told me too that Justin Ablocator uh, is playing like second line. Is that Colin, true? Colin Blackwell's on their first line. Kevin Rooney's on the team. Colin Blackwell loves Zach, Zach Jones is playing defense. Like, there's I can I can list a ton of other American players that would be above those guys. So yeah. maybe it would either be East Coast or it'd be Division One hockey. Fair enough. Maybe the UHL. Yeah. <laughs> they're lucky. And then uh, before we get into playoff talk, I just want to bring this up. ESPN is going to add Ray Ferraro and Brian Boucher. And Ryan Callahan. And Ryan Callahan. I'm, I know you're pretty pumped about Brian Boucher. You've been fucking, <laughs> you've been stroking him off over the last fucking <laughs> soccer week. You're like, every time we bring up ESPN, you're like, hey, Ken, I really hope they bring in Brian Boucher. So you they got do. your list, dude. Uh, and Ray Ferraro. I think Ray Ferraro is great, dude. I love listening to him. It's weird. I have such a love-hate relationship with Ray Frog because I fucking hate him because I think he really hates Americans because he's Canadian. Like, whenever we listen to World Juniors, he's kind of, like, has that, like, vibe. But, like, he's got a great voice. I'm pumped about that. Again, you're super pumped up that Brian Boucher is going to be going to ESPN. And Ryan Callahan, dude, I he had a little bit of work with NHL Network. He did one game at MSG. And then, remember, do you remember we talked about this? I was like, where did Callahan go? And, like, we couldn't figure out where he went. Like, he was all over the oh, place. Yeah. Well, he was sending it out, dude. He wanted to go to ESPN, so they added some uh, added some people there. And also, like, I know that they just got NHL, but would you not think that Kenny Maine would be more important than those three combined? Yeah, that's. I didn't even actually. Um, I didn't even connect those dots that those guys were getting fired while these guys were getting hired. Like making room for the NHL guys. Uh, Dude, Kenny, Kenny Maine was fucking awesome. One of my favorite things to do growing up. Obviously, everybody watches the Home Run Derby like as a kid if like you like baseball. Remember how they'd always have those celebrity softball games and it was always like Harold Reynolds versus Kenny Maine? Kenny yeah. Maine was a fucking G, dude. He was hilarious in that shit. Yeah, no, I agree. The one, he was the guy who did the Marshawn Lynch uh the Marshawn Lynch at Applebee's in Buffalo video too, which is all time classic. Uh, rest in peace, Kenny Maine's career. I don't know. I I Ray Ferraro. I hate in shell, but I I do enjoy him in real life too. I did want to say though, good lineup, but it's very vanilla. It's very ESPN. I don't like the the analysts, but Eddie O signed with TNT. 
I thought that made sense. I think that's yep. a good signing from them. And I heard that TNT was trying to get Wayne Gretzky. Um, and I think talks broke down, but I think that shows TNT, I think is going to get some legends. Like they want, like, I think what TNT wants at intermission is like the Shaq. I hope it's just the same formula, like Shaq, Charles Barkley. Like they want legends just like shooting the shit about the <laughs> game. Not like analysts giving us like stupid highlights. <laughs> couple, couple things on this. Fuck. I, there, you just broke down a lot there. TNT, Eddie Olchuk. TNT, but he also is allowed to do NBC Sports horse racing. I, I think he pretty much put that in his contract. So, shout out Eddie O. Also, I know you're not a huge Eddie O guy, and I talked to Brownie, our other Bruins guy, also not an Eddie O guy. So maybe there is some serious like, like bias against the Bruins that I just have never picked on, picked up on throughout the years. Uh, it was nice to see everybody get their panties in a bunch when Wayne Gretzky was like being talked about going to TNT and everybody's like, there's so many other better people that could go on than Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Who? who? Yeah, some because like some weirdo from the athletic who writes a fucking article once a week. Like, no, I'd rather listen to Wayne. Yeah. And like, even dude, I feel like even if like there's guys, that are also like on the panel or like analysts or whatever that talk a bunch. Like even if Wayne's just there to like crack, like a joke or like say one line about what he saw, like it's fucking awesome. He is very vanilla. Like what Wayne Gretzky never, like obviously the best hockey player to ever do it, but he's never really struck me as a guy that would like smash Budweiser heavies over his head. Like he never gave me that. Like I'm crazy vibe. Uh, I don't know. And then you mentioned Shaq and, and who's he, Charles Barkley. Is that not just Mike Milbury and Jeremy Roenick? <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of. But like, I think the difference is Shaq and Charles Barkley are like kind of maybe a little more reputable, where Jr. and Milbury <laughs> don't have like the best reputations. Maybe. Not, not like talking about their analyst days, but like even from before, you know, like Jr. was like Jr. Kind hey, of who's he with Jr. Dude, because he keeps commenting on our Instagram pictures. So I'm gonna get him on the podcast. That is the goal of mine in 2021 is to get Jr. on the pod. That boy. So I won't say anything else. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, it's playoff time. We have a couple. Remember how I told you how we were we were prepared? Check this shit out. Thanks to SN Stats and the NHL for confirming Saturday will mark the first time in NHL history that a regular season and a playoff game are taking place on the same date. Pretty cool. That's from Nick Alberga. And Rutherford says NHL playoff fan capacity. Nashville is going to have over 12,000 fans. St. Louis, 9,000. Colorado, almost 8,000. Vegas, um, a little bit above 7,500. Tampa Bay, 7,000. Islanders, 68. Pittsburgh, 5,000. Washington, 5,000. Minnesota, 4,500. Boston, 4,200. Carolina, unknown. Florida, unknown. Toronto, Montreal, Winnipeg, zero. Is Carolina unknown and Florida unknown because – it's full, but they don't know if people are going to show up. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure at all because I feel like I feel like <laughs> I, they just don't want to release the number, so then they can't say that they don't have perfect attendance. Probably, maybe that's <laughs> it. Maybe it's a little smoke and mirrors. I think the good thing right now, though, is like if you look at what's going on, a lot of states are starting to get a little more lenient, and I feel like more and more teams are going to have more fans. So hopefully, it evens out a bit. Like honestly, and. I, if no one has full rinks, I don't think it makes a difference. Like nine thousand against six thousand, like I don't think that's a huge home ice advantage. Do I you? wish we had. I wish we had somebody on the pod that could give us stats right now because I would love to know 
If Nashville is 12,135, I would love to know what their sold out capacity would be. Probably most rinks are like anywhere from like 17 to like 22, maybe, but I, I think Winnipeg's smaller. Is that real? Did you just come up with that? How'd you I know that? Most rink, I think most rinks are around 18,000 for attendance. How do I hell? Fuck, man. That was impressive, dude, but <coughs> let's kind of get into it, dude. We're going to talk North Division first. We're going to talk the Canadian Division. Oh, Brentford. I was off. NHL average 17,456 fans, so you got to think some of Pretty good. Go on. Nashville's going to need every bit of help. We'll, we'll get into that in a bit, but uh, North Division, Toronto-Montreal for the first, they're playing in the playoffs for the first time since 1979. Whenever the Leafs and Canadians have played each other in the playoffs, the winner of the season has went on to win the Stanley Cup. This year, uh, Toronto is 7-2-1. Montreal is 3-6-1. Uh, Toronto scored 34 goals. Montreal scored 25. And the top scorers are Matthews, 7 goals, 7 assists, 14 points. And Canadians, Jeff Petrie, 10 assists for 10 points. What do we have on here? Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to start out by saying this. People have been shitting on the North Division. Like, I don't, I don't know if you have an opinion on this, but everyone acts like Toronto's winning the North because the North sucks. How does anybody know? Why is the North Division the division that everyone's saying is like the weak one? Do you agree with that, or do you think it's really true? Like, how do we actually like Winnipeg's a good team and they struggled? I think it. Uh, you know what, dude? You made a great point. Out of any team in the NHL this year, the only team that didn't get shut out was the Ottawa Senators. And I think the last like 20 games of the year, the Senators kind of went on a rip uh, playing the flames. They might not. I mean, ah, dude, it's weird. You're right. This is kind of like, remember back in the day, it was like East coast versus West coast. West coast is a way harder brand of hockey. Yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of this kind of probably has to do with the fact that Toronto did so well, but everybody kind of thinks that they're a soft hockey team. Maybe that has something to do with it. There was an anonymous NHL player that came out and said that like, they don't think Toronto's that good and they're going to get run. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. For me, I think this is an easy pick. I'm going Toronto. Um, I think the only chance the Canadians have is they make it very difficult for Austin Matthews and all those guys to go 200 feet up the ice. And that's banging bodies. That's getting in the face. But Toronto did add Wayne Simmons. They got Joe Thornton. They just got Nick Foligno. Those are the type of players that you're going to need in the playoffs. Um. There's a controversy about who's going to be starting between Jack Campbell and Freddie Anderson. You definitely start Jack Campbell, right? Yeah. It, um, Anderson came back like last week after being out for two months. He had, I think he gave up four goals on 28 shots, like kind of rusty. I think he has like an 890 something save percentage this year. Jack Campbell, 925 save percentage, two, 211 goals against average. Like been a steady goalie. Like I would argue is a top Six, maybe top eight goalie in the league this year. Um, you have to start him, and I and I guess my question to you is: I think one, you have to start him. Do you agree with that? Mm-hmm. This is the classic. Um, is it? Didn't Washington start Grubauer when they won the cup, and then they went to Holpe? I think so. So you have that in your back pocket. If the Campbell, <laughs> if the Campbell thing doesn't work out, you can always just go to Freddie. Do you believe in Jack Campbell? That's my ultimate question for you. Uh, is he is he American? He's American, isn't he? Yeah. I fucking believe in him. Red, white, and blue, baby. Um, only other things I wanted to touch on, too. I think the Leafs' D are better this year. I think it's like a better defensive unit. Like, Riley Brody's a good pair. 
Muzzin Hall is okay for a second pair. What's what's the other guy's name? Is that Hall? Hall or Hall? Justin I kind of like that guy. Yeah, he see, he plays a steady game. I think yeah. he's a good defender. That's why I think it's not flashy, but it's a good second pair. Um, Hutton and Dermott's their last pair. Ben Hutton, we talked about him at the trade deadline. I did not think he was going to be in the lineup. And I guess he's like the players love him and he's been playing well. He lit it up one year for Vancouver, so maybe he finds that. Dermott's a weird one where I think Leafs fans hate him. So I think that third pair is kind of a huge question mark. Um, but ultimately, like – Their forwards are stacked, dude. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I don't think it will be an issue. I think Toronto in five. Gallagher's coming back uh, for the Habs from his thumb injury. Are we, do, are we doing in games too? Do I need to say in games? Yeah. Okay, I'll do I'll do Leafs in six. All right. Leafs in six, Leafs in five. You have to write them down, by the way. I already have mine written down. You just have to write your own. I don't know if you can handle that. Yeah, While you, you find something to do that, I'll just introduce the next series. Second series in the north, Edmonton versus Winnipeg. Head to head this year, Edmonton won the series. They went seven and two. That's tough. Uh, They outscored the Jets fourteen to out thirty three to twenty two. Leading scores in the series: McDavid twenty two, Ehlers with eight. Uh, Ehlers is coming back from an injury. He's going to be back. Kind of the same question. I was like, Gallagher's coming back for the Habs. Ehlers coming back for the Jets. That's two teams' top right wings coming back from injury. Are they actually healthy or are they fucking getting rushed in and limping in and it's not going to be the same player? Always kind of have that concern when you have the guy coming back for the playoffs. Um, I, I don't know what you have on this. Pierre-Luc Dubois to me, maybe an X factor. He came over better season than line A, 20 points in 44 games. But like when he was with the Blue Jackets, when they kind of went on that run, beat the uh, beat the Lightning and then lost to the Bruins, like he played playoff hockey. Maybe he elevates his game. That could be an X factor. Um, bro, he only had 20 points in 40 games. Yeah, so he kind of disappointed too. Wow! Like, remember how big of a blockbuster trade that was, and neither player yeah. really performed. So, yeah. I mean, I think they still and they gave up Roslovic for that, but then Roslovic, I think, got benched by the Blue Jackets at one point. So, kind of crazy. Shout um, out for the for the Oilers. I don't know. I like some of their grit. I know they don't have forward death, but like Juju Kahara, Kahara. Uh, I like the way he plays. Zach Cassian, like they'll bring, they'll bang the bodies. Uh, Mike Smith, it's like the Mike Smith resurrection. Do we believe in Mike Smith? That's a tough question. But like 36, 37 year old goalies like Dwayne Rollison, Tim Thomas, they go on runs in the Dwayne Rollison, what a name drop, dude. Rollie the goalie. Um, yeah, uh, Oilers in five. So I, I have, I have Oilers in seven because I don't fully believe in the Oilers. One more crazy McDavid stat of the week. Second, he'd have the second most points in the league uh, if he took away his 33 goals, and he has 77 assists. So if you minus wow. 33 goals, second most points in the league, that that jumped out to me too. Like That's a Wayne Gretzky stat. Yeah. So, oh, and I don't know if you want to touch on this. It's definitely not like a regular season, but the people saying if McDavid was playing the other teams, he wouldn't have put up the same crazy points. I don't know if I believe that. Like, I feel like, I feel like he's possessed. It'll be interesting to see yeah. next year. McDavid's hot right now and he's been hot all year. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard to stop a guy when he just has it going, especially that guy. Oilers in seven. I got Oilers in seven. Bro. Fuck the, fuck the people that say that McDavid want to be doing that shit. Cause you watch McDavid play in the NHL and it looks like he should be playing in the league above the NHL. And you're telling me that that's like, what? Since we've had a real American 
kind of the theme pod- podcast for some reason. Connor Hellebuck, I do hope. I mean, he could catch fire. If Connor Hellebuck catch fire, anything's possible for the Jets. Him and got crazy eyes, dude. Got crazy, crazy eyes, yeah. and that's the guy I hope is the U.S.'s starting goalie in the Olympics coming up. So if he can steal some series, that'd be cool to see. He's like uh, Charlie Kelly and always sunny in Philadelphia. He's the wild card, baby. <laughs> uh, so that's the North Division. We have those written down. Moving on to the East. <clears throat> this is going to get interesting here. Uh, I actually really like both of these series. You have Pittsburgh and the Islanders, and you have Washington and Boston. Pittsburgh and the Islanders just reminds me back in the day when Rick DiPietro got punched in the mouth and like everybody's battling all the time. I feel like they kind of had like a small rivalry. And then throughout the course of the, of the years, Washington and Boston, you won't admit this because you think Washington's beneath you. I kind of think that's also a rivalry that's kind of sparked out of goddamn nowhere. But we're going to break down Pittsburgh and New York first. I mean, this might be the most surprising head-to-head matchup, right? Like Pittsburgh was six and two against the Islanders this year. The Islanders were two four and two. Uh, Pittsburgh put in twenty-five goals. Islanders nineteen. The leading scorers were Latang four five and nine, and Barzell three three and six. This is going to be this series is going to come down to Sidney Crosby, to me. Sid and I don't ever bet against that guy, ever. He's done it time and time again, and there, I just feel like. Did did Pittsburgh did Pitt, anybody ever really think Pittsburgh was gonna fucking like win this division this year? Did anybody think Pittsburgh was gonna be one of like the no doubter teams? I don't think so. Malkins come back. Their goaltending, I guess, is a little suspect, and the Islanders yeah. do a really good job scoring the first goal and shutting shit down. But to me, man, I have Pittsburgh in six. But I'm also a Rangers fan, and I would I don't know. It it I guess it would be kind of cool to see the Islanders beat Pittsburgh. It would be kind of like a like a big fuck you. The Islanders are here to stay, but I don't know. What do you have? Yeah, this was a real tough one for me. So my heart says Penguins, uh, but there's a couple things. Do I believe in Tristan Jari? Unsure. I think Varlamov Sorokin is a better combo than Jari and DeSmith. I don't. I don't know if you have this thought process, but I actually think Sorokin's a good goalie. I I don't know how he's played against the Rangers, but almost more steady to me than Varlamov. I don't I don't know why. They're both really good. They're both really good goaltenders. Yeah, so they definitely win that matchup there. I think obviously you talk about Crosby, and then when you talk about the Islanders, you talk about Trotz, like their grinding style um, and just like well-coached defensive hockey. Two lines on each team that I was kind of interested in. The one line on the Islanders, I think if they click Palmieri, Pagel, Wallstrom, I think the Islanders can go far because – Paul Mary came over and he's kind of been a dud since the trade deadline. I think he scored like two or three goals. Could be wrong on that. Uh, Wallstrom kind of cooled off. He's a rookie. So if those three, if those three are productive third line, I think that'll be huge for them to get that depth. Yeah. Pajot's a playoff player. That, guy, that guy's a gamer, dude. I will never take anything away from that guy. I would want that guy on my team if I was in the playoffs 100 out of 100 times. Yeah. A hundred percent. But on the other side, Penguins actually, I think, have more grit or grinding than people think. Like, obviously, yeah. you think Russ, but I was looking it up. Their fourth line, now that they're fully healthy, it's Teddy Bluger, uh, Brandon Tanev, and Zach Aston Reese. Like, I actually think that's one of the better fourth lines in hockey. <laughs> All those guys play high energy. They grind. They'll hit. So I think the Penguins have that flavor. Still thought. Tanev might know. be the most fun player to watch in this series because he's going to hit everything. That's the wild card. That's the jelly yeah. Charlie Kelly wild card. So I want to say like pens in five, but I saw this tweet. 
So this pick is directly off of this tweet. Someone tweeted that okay. real Rob Rossi. Penguins won the deepest division, had fourth most man games lost, played 12 defensemen in the first month, GM quit, Evgeny Malkin missed 20-plus games. If Mike Sullivan doesn't win Adams and Crosby, the heart, it's flatly anti-Penguins bias. They would win with any other franchise. So apparently Penguins fans <laughs> who were gifted Sidney Crosby essentially uh, think, that anti, think that there's anti-Penguins uh, bias. What's your thoughts on that? That makes me want to pick the Isles. Yeah, so that's what I'm going. I'm going Isles and seven. That's an outrageous statement. They made some good points in there. Like, I was following along. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like, they should be considered. But to say the words anti-Penguins bias by the NHL, give me a break. Can I adjust my thing? Yeah. Isles and five. <laughs> You're going to regret that. No, I feel like we're both going to regret that one. I, I'm I saying can, I can close seven. my eyes and see the New York Islanders just fucking rolling all four lines on those guys over and over and over again and just wearing them down. I see myself if I was in Las Vegas sitting here talking about Isles and seven and then waking up the next morning and going to the casino and betting uh, the Penguins in five. Pittsburgh was 6-2-0, but the the Islanders were 2-4-2. So if you look at it that way, they lost two games in in overtime. So that's a a bounce of a puck. The biggest uh, concerning stat to me against the Islanders, though, is they were like 20-0-3 against like the Devils, the Sabres, and the Rangers or some shit like that. I think maybe the Rangers weren't included, but it was like definitely the Devils and Sabres. Like they didn't lose a point. You know what I mean? Like they – they won the shitty games, but had harder against the good teams, but they dominated the Bruins. I'm changing back Pittsburgh and six. Pittsburgh and six. All right. Fair enough. Thank you for that. Um, Washington, Boston. Here we go. Washington was three and four against the Bruins. The Bruins were four, one, and two. 22 goals for uh, the Caps, 25 for the Bees. Leading score for the Caps is back from one, eight, and nine. Leading score for the Bees, Marshan, seven, six, and 13. My chi- my Charlie Kelly wild card of this. I love how we just started saying that. <laughs> Tom Wilson. I think depending on how he plays, does he get suspended? Does he does he bury somebody? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. As a let's hear. I want to hear your takes before I make a decision on all this. Uh, my overall thought on this was when the season started and I saw the format and the playoffs. My initial thought was for the Bruins to win the Stanley Cup, we would have to beat the Washington Capitals. Uh, so I'm okay with just ripping the fucking Band-Aid off, doing it. First series, we're healthy. We'll probably be banged up the rest of the way if we win, but just get it fucking over with because this is kind of a nightmare matchup. Be interesting to see. I'm not that scared of Tom Wilson. Kevin Miller can fight him. If they put Trent Frederick in, he can fight him. Nick Ritchie can fight people. Like The Bruins are tough enough to like not get rangered. Um, okay. I don't believe I don't believe in Vanacek or Samsonov. I think the Washington Capitals goalie is suspect. I don't think yeah. either of them are good playoff quality goalies. It feels a lot like when the Hurricanes, like what they trot out every year. You know what I mean? Like I just they I seemed like at one point Samsonov was supposed to be at this elite goalie and they had Holtby and they had like the best goaltending in the league and Grubauer. And now they have almost nothing. I just don't like Vanacek. Um Taylor Hall is gonna be an X factor for the Bruins. Yeah, I I saw you put in a quote later. We can just talk about it now. He basically said like these sixteen games have been like super fun and it's like some of the best hockey he's ever played. That's awesome. Counter to that, and this is a little off topic from the series. 
Uh, Cam Neely basically came out and said he wants they like want to see him in the playoffs, which I love. That's yeah. exactly what I was hoping for. Don't jump to conclusions. Um, so if his line with Smith and Krejci continues to roll, feel good. Little worried about the bottom six. Six. I think DeBrus is getting a chance on the fourth line. See how that works out. I I think the Bruins' strategy, honestly, is to spread out like the D on the bottom six and just like have shut down bottom six and hope the top two lines can score, which is risky business. Uh, the Bruins' defense is finally healthy too, so our, our pairs are Grizzlick, McAvoy, uh, Riley, who's been great, Carlo, Lazan, Miller. I think we have good D. I feel good about our defensemen. They're steady. They don't make mistakes. Um, yeah, Tuca. I believe in Tuca. Jeremy Swayman won the backup job over Yaroslav Halak. I like that because I actually feel pretty good if Swayman comes off the bench. Halak had a rough birthday, huh? Yes. Yeah, that was a tough go. Um, but yeah, dude, I I could very well see the Capitals winning this in five, but I, I hope the Bruins embrace this series. They play the physical game. It kind of gives them some mojo. They build off it. Fuck the Caps. We've all been saying it. I hate the Capitals. Disco, our writer, is making some dumbass memes. You know what I mean? Like this, Disco's Disco's Capitals Bruins memes um, are shameful, dude. They're shameful. One, they're disrespectful. It was a nice spring day. I had the windows down. I was driving to work. Opened my phone. He's throwing out memes about the Bruins. It's like, please, please don't do that to me. Number two. Uh, all he did is take a fucking screenshot and then put a couple Snapchat writing captions on, underneath, like a little more production value. Uh, so fuck Disco, fuck Capital fans, memes, fuck the Capitals, Bruins, and seven. I told you this, dude. I think the Bruins are going to win the cup if their bottom two lines can perform the way your bottom two lines performed when you won the cup. That's a lot to ask, right? Like they're they're completely different players. But – I mean, they're deep, dude. The fact that you got Hall clicking, Krejci just needed somebody to play with is, I think, kind of the bottom line, right? Like, how long has it been since you finally got somebody that can play with David Krejci? And and that's not taking anything away from Krejci. Krejci's been a very productive player, but when's the last time he had somebody where it was automatic that he was going to be playing with Krejci and he was going to be fucking lights out? It's been a long time, I think. No, it has. Um, I think... You kind of nailed it with the goalies. The Capitals goalies kind of freaked me out a little bit. Not really huge. <sighs> Bruins in six. I'm going to be – I and again, um, I think the Capitals can win this. I just know I'm going to throw – I'm going to probably have some hissy fits. Like It's just the team that's going to piss me off the most in the playoffs. Bro, you know what I mean? I'm going to freak if, out. Yeah, if the Bruins lose in the first round, I'm going to have to find a co-host for this podcast through the end of the Stanley Cup playoffs. If the Bruins lose like game one or two or whatever, I probably won't be on the podcast next week. Thanks for getting ahead of that, dude. Control the story before the story controls If the Bruins lose this series, though, Disco can take my place because it's not going to happen. Also, and I'll get to this later, (laughs) so Disco, our Capitals writer, we keep referencing, fuck Disco. Uh, (laughs) He started started a bracket. Uh, It feels good to know, too that like either me or Disco are going to be automatically out of the bracket challenge because we're both going to pick our respective teams. Um, so there's like 0% chance of I think either of us probably winning. But technically it would be a 50% chance. I just did pretty mad. That I'm now. so happy for you guys. All right, moving on. Now, <laughs> we're, now, now we're going to go. We're going to go to the Central. Uh, 
Carolina, Nashville. Carolina was six and one. Nashville was one five and one. Carolina outscored them twenty four to twelve. That's a two to one ratio. Quick math. Uh, leading scorers: Sebastian Ajo, five three and eight. Ekholm one three and four. To me, this kind of seems like the most landslided series out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I and think I, and like I like Nashville. Shout out to the Spencers, big Predators fan. Like we talked about, the <laughs> Spencers are the referee USA Hockey refs. I mean, they're beauty people. They love Nashville, and I respect it. But I don't watch enough Nashville games to make me like super pumped that the Predators are going to be playing the Carolina Hurricanes. I know what the Hurricanes brought last year. They, they essentially bullied the Rangers for three games, which is that might have been the most embarrassing thing I've ever said in my entire life. Carolina and five, dude. Oh, I hate it. I yeah, hate it. I'm gonna. So I hate saying that, dude. And I want, I want everybody to know that I, I really hope I'm wrong, bro. So I, I looked at these. Yeah, I actually did the same thing. I looked at the stats and the matchup for this, and like tried to remember back and everything in my power. I tried to will Nashville in seven, and everything kept coming back to the Hurricanes. Unfortunately, Hurricanes were like 35 percent on the power play this year. Uh, against the Predators. Although I will say the one loss the Hurricanes have was Monday night. It was 5-0. Preds won. So at least they got one, and that feels good. Assuming like the Hurricanes probably weren't trying because it was all locked up. Um, And the only miracle chance I think the Preds have, UC Soros, another guy, I think he should be a Vesna finalist. Wait, you said that Nashville beat Carolina 5-0 the other night? Yeah. So if they had – so without that game, the Carolina had scored them 24-7. Yeah, but they have Monday night, bro. They do have Monday Not tonight. Night. Not Monday night. So Monday night raw. Yo, so you see Saros, I, I I think he had a couple bad games after this, but at one point in his last 25 full games, 943 save percentage, uh, 46 goals against in those 25 games, 18 wins. So you see Saros, I think one is the rightful heir to Pekka Rene. I kind of love how they make like it's kind of like when Aaron Rodgers was in and it's not comparable because it's like legends, but you know how Aaron Rodgers was a backup for a few years? Yeah, like, for probably. not rush him. Like UC Saros yeah. was a backup for the Preds for like three years. Like yeah. Uh, so it's good to see him get a chance to kind of flourish, but I don't think it's gonna matter. Canes, I have Canes in five. Dude, I really hope Nashville wins. That'd be so cool. I doubt it, but what's up with the storm surge? Is that dead? <sighs> I, I don't care, dude. I haven't I haven't watched a single Carolina Hurricane game this year. Remember when the hurricane swept the Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> all right. This this one might be the most fun series out of all of them, and I'm just saying this because the last couple games in the year, there were a lot of fisticuffs. Tampa Bay, Florida, the Battle of Florida, dude. Tampa Bay was 3-3. Three and three, Florida was 3-2-1. and one. Uh, Goals 4, 23-22. High score, point in Barkov, 4-2-6, 1-5-6. A couple things to note. Victor Hedman's injury reportedly requires surgery in the offseason, so it sounds like Hedman's playing hurt a little bit. Andre Vasilevsky gave up four goals through uh, two periods. I don't know when this was. It's only the third time this happened in the last 73 games. All three instances were against the Florida Panthers. I am taking the Florida Panthers in six games. This was a team I grew up respecting. Scott Mellenby, Ed Jovanovsky, Belanger, John Van Beesbrook, the bees trying to think Robert Shvela. I mean, these are fucking, these are names that every hockey, every hockey fan that's ever watched the game of hockey. They know these names and, uh, it's about all I got, dude. I, I have the, would I say Panthers and six? 
Panthers and seven. Panthers and six. I I mean I love I love your I, energy there. I hope so, dude, because everybody keeps talking about how the Panthers are this team, this team. Fucking prove it, dude. Yeah, prove they it. never prove it. That's kind of my prove issue. Is they never prove it. Um, and people are gonna say, Hal, you're an idiot. This take is stupid. Like the 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 bolts are just good at handling the cap and signing good contracts. It is cap circumvention. I don't even know what that means, but cap circumvention, I'm going to be screaming it from the rooftops. How were they able to do what they did? So apparently it seems like the, the Tampa Bay lightning can just be like, come to Florida. We'll pay you $10 million a year. You can live on the beach. Um, we'll you pay don't have 10 other guys $10 million yeah, for you, a year. Well, you don't have to play on the beach. Yeah. We'll keep you on long-term IR for the whole year. We'll pay $10 million whole year. And then just, we'll and then you'll, yeah. And then we'll just have you come back for the playoffs and win a cup. Doesn't make sense to me. People say that the lightning are smart and we're just dumb. I think that I think they should look at how the rules are written and like how they're getting. <laughs> are you kidding me? Um, how is this so, stopping any team from signing every, like if you have, the New York Rangers have so much money. How is this stopping the Rangers from signing every gigantic free agent, playing a few of them, letting everybody else kind of just take the year off and then come playoff time, putting together a LeBron James fantasy team. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. And I guess the only, so the only two question marks I really have for the bolts is one is Victor Hedman healthy. Uh, you pointed out to me, right. That that kind of came out that people are saying he's going to need surgery in the off season. That might be hard uh, in the, like a, in the playoffs. And then Vasilevsky had a couple of bad games. But ultimately, I think even with a limping Victor Hedman, the Tampa Bay Lightning can win this series. Kucherov back, Stamkos back. I have Bolts and six. I like to believe that there's such thing as karma and the way they did this whole cap thing. It's not right. Plus, like, dude, Florida Panthers, their captain one year was Derek McKenzie. Like, they, they deserve this. And also, <laughs> I can I can fully root for the Florida Panthers now that Mike Hoffman's not on their team. True. That's actually really true because – and we'll get to it. I don't know if it's the next series. Yeah, uh, it is the next series. So, if we, just, if we can go Avs-Blues right now, um, I just don't think the Blues are as cool as they were before they had Mike Hoffman. A hundred percent. I never thought the Blues were that cool to begin with. Me either. Do you have – do you remember the O'Reilly? So, what did Ryan O'Reilly say before the series? We're going to beat the Avalanche. Gave him the old Mark Messier guarantee. You fucking wish you were Mark Messier factor. <laughs> remember, remember when you fell out of love in the game of hockey for Buffalo and you cried so you got traded? Now he's the factor. So I I don't know, man. I don't have much to say on this series. I didn't think about it. Uh, Hoffman stinks. O'Reilly stinks. The Avalanche were the best team in hockey this year. Like I looked at their lineup. Forwards are deep. Their D is young and good. We've touched on that. A ton. Uh, Grubauer, kind of interesting, but it's the fucking avalanche. I have abs in six, and I honestly wanted to go abs. You know what? No, I'm going to change it. Abs in four. Wow. Okay, I'm going abs in six. I have that written down already. This, so. is my, this is my, actually, you said that you thought the Hurricanes matchup was the biggest mismatch. I think the Blues matchup was an honest mismatch. I know people are saying, how you're a Bruins fan. You're biased right now. Uh, <laughs> I understand that, but I... I hate the Blues a lot less than I did the Canucks and other teams. Like, I hate them more than the Blackhawks. Uh, that Stanley Cup loss. But, like, I don't really, like, dislike the Blues. I just think, like, they went from, like, Petrangelo and they had, like, Steen on the fourth line. And, like, their veterans were cool. And, like, I love Tory Krug. 
But, like, the way the they don't have Joel Edmondson, like, it's, like, Justin Falk and Mike Hoffman, like, just a different vibe. I loved the Blues when David Backus was the captain. And then when David Backus left, I was kind of out on the Blues. They had cool jerseys, dude. I was never a huge fan of uh, – I always get the first name wrong. Perron. I don't know. I watched a little bit of the Colorado game last night. They were fucking buzzing, dude. So I like yeah, your pick. I like your pick. And uh, is this our last series? Number no, eight. Yep, our last series to pick the Vegas Golden Knights versus Minnesota Wild. This is shocking. Vegas was three, four, and one this year. Minnesota was five, one, and two. But Minnesota got outscored by a goal. So Vegas had 24 goals. Minnesota had 23. The leading scores were uh, Stone, two, eight, and 10, and, and Kaprizov, six, two, and eight. All right, so you know how, like, every year I pick a team and, like, this is my team, and I've already talked about how Minnesota is my team? Yeah. I feel like I back myself into a corner when I say shit like that because now I can't not take Minnesota. And I know that Vegas is going to win, but I can't not take Minnesota. Do you remember Do you remember when you said Minnesota is your team and you, were at, you asked me to comment on it and I said they're probably – they're going to have to play the Avalanche or the Knights, so it's probably all irrelevant? Yeah. But it's hey, dude, I've thought, I've thought this one through a ton. I said I was not a Blues hater. Well, guess what? I am a Golden Knights hater. Let me tell you what. There's no statistic. I'll give you some t- statistics now, actually. Cam Talbot, 915 save percentage this season. Okay. Not great. Uh, even worse, 898 save percentage against the Golden Knights this year. So he struggled against the Knights. But I just want Cam Talbot to get hot. No real rhyme or reason. No factual proof of it. If Cam Talbot gets hot, the Wild can win this series. Number Point number two. Um, Vegas fans, like, like, sure, they lost in the cup final, but that was your first year in the league. Like, it doesn't hurt that much. The next year, they had the Sharks fiasco in the first round. That was tough. In order for me to get over my bias for Vegas fans, all I need is for the Vegas Golden Knights to have a couple more humps. I would like them to falter in the playoffs and lose to a team that they shouldn't. Uh, and I think at that point, I can actually give forgiveness to Golden Knights fans and embrace them into my heart as NHL fans. They just need to go through more shit. It's just been fucking roses and daisies and light shows. In Dusty fucking, Millers. Do you know what I mean, dude? They're just down in the desert playing techno music, winning hockey games, and I just want them to falter one more time, and then I'll get fucking over it. I swear I will get over it. Free yourself of my curse, uh, Golden Knight team and fans. <laughs> And let's go wild. Let's go wild in seven. Woo! Let's go wild. I love that, dude. You're taking wild. I'll take wild too, dude. I'm, I'll go wild in seven, dude. Let's go, Zuccarello. So, so we have, um, we have a buddy Karski, Tail and Print podcast. You can listen to a college football guy, but he bets and he texts us all the time. All the time. Me, well, when I get cold, he won't talk to me for a while, which is completely understandable because sometimes oh, I give out. <laughs> I, sometimes I give out terrible picks, but I was trying to convince him today to bet the wild just based on the odds, and he did not bite. But um, wild and seven, I convinced myself. Do you ever just have a hunch? There's always one stupid series that makes no sense in the playoffs. Why? Why not us? Why not Wild Nation? Yeah, I just. <sighs> God, dude, they're my team. I can't bet against them. If they, if they, if the Minnesota Wild weren't my team, I would take Vegas in five. But because Minnesota are my team, that many in seven. I just like read back through my picks, and I feel like I just got really excited for this one. And I'm expecting myself to go three and five in the first round. Yeah, dude, I have Leafs in six, Oilers in five, Pitts and Pitt in six, Boston in six, Carolina in five, Colorado in six, Florida in six, and Minnie in seven. So. 
Toronto in five, Edmonton in seven, Islanders in seven, Bruins in seven, Bolts in six, Canes in five, Avs in four, Wild in seven. We have a, we have a lot of similar picks, so <clears throat> we will see. I feel like podcasts. That's good. I mean, we're in sync, bro. Like, I feel like people are like, oh, like podcasts. If there's two hosts, they should give the opposite pick to give different perspectives. But we're just out here. That's why we're in sync right now, dude. Can I boost focus and energize? TMS twenty five promo code. Canibrands.com. If you want to have sick picks like this, dude. What are the chances I go fucking eight for eight, and it's all because of this? Can I boost? That would be huge. Or I go, or I go over eight, and I just ruin everything. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, <clears throat> you have nothing for the Bruins. We already kind of talked about it. We have. I have one thing to talk about with the Rangers. Uh, Ryan Lindgren signed a contract, three years, three million dollars a year. What do you think of that? Uh, good deal. Good player. Fair value. Okay, that was talking Rangers. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. We don't really have beer league roundup to talk about exactly. We kind of more or less just have heroes and zeros. So let's just kind of figure out how I can get to that. Dominic Moore. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. All right, Dom Moore's Heroes and Zeros. I had two heroes, but we moved the one up, so I just have one hero. Daniel Walcott, dude. He was a pick of the Rangers. He played in the Acha. And then, don't you know, he's part of the first all-black starting line for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I never in my wildest dreams would have thought somebody played in the ACHA would make it to the NHL. My favorite part of it, my favorite part of it is that he hashtagged Acha to the show because that was always the saying. And like yeah. someone fucking, it's like putting a man on the moon. Yeah, dude, it really is. Like <laughs> going, going from club hockey, and I know Lindenwood's like a cra- was a crazy program. They're and really like, um, yeah, they like had kids that like I think went D one. Some of them like played like D three and shit, and they would transfer there. But like to go. From the ACHA to the NHL is an incredible story. I texted my uh, Siena hockey coach, and I was like, hey, man, haven't talked in a while. Just uh, wanted to let you know that this kid made it to the NHL. <clears throat> like a second later, his response is, so you're saying you still have a chance. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. Right. Right. It just fucking feels good. There's just so many dudes out there that, like, know they had irrelevant hockey careers, but then it's like, you know what? It really was Acha to the show. I can't believe that. And in, just, the, in the Acha, I think he had 13 points in 30 games. It's not like he ripped it up. And then he went to the queue and he put up some points there, but fuck, man. I mean, it basically is just showing you we were basically one scout away from making the NHL. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it, it truly is, dude. It's I can't believe that. Yeah. Fucking crazy, crazy dude. Um, What are your heroes and zeros? Uh oh, I didn't really have a real hero of the week. I was just gonna throw it out there. So we're doing a writer's bracket. Uh do you have a do you have a pick on which writer's gonna win? Uh I got one. Go for it. I think Brownie. The issue with that though is you're basically saying that the Bruins are gonna win the cup. I don't know if he'll take the I don't you're probably fucking right. But I told you, dude, if your bottom line's produced the way that they potentially could. Your your bottom six, dude. If your bottom six don't get scored on, you're gonna win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think it's gonna be someone who's. <coughs> I think it's gonna be someone whose team's not in the playoffs, probably because then they don't have any bias. Cad? You know what I mean? They don't have to carry their team through. Maybe I Cad? guess, bro. Yeah, I forgot you would be in the losers bracket. 
zero of the week uh identity theft dude i don't i'm just gonna throw this one out there a bunch of random ass accounts that like i haven't used in forever like paypal I've, I got a couple emails, like three emails this week from three random accounts that I probably signed up for in 2009 saying um, there was like, suspicious activity. Like browsers? No, not like browsers, bro. When I signed up for browsers in like 2010, I definitely had a burner account. Uh, yeah, had to. Burner email. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Just throwing it out there, dude. You get those emails frequently. They scare the shit out of me. Bro, no, if someone logged into something on like Zimbabwe. I don't, but I, I kind of have something similar to identity, identity fraud. <laughs> How many times do you get email or phone calls from people telling you that your extended warranty is expired? Does that ever happened to you? Do those people still think that people are going to fucking be like, yeah? Yeah, dude. I, I get like, I sold the car and I still get things for that car that I sold. I just, sign up. Your, your warranty is running out. It's like, buddy, I don't even have the car anymore. Yeah, but it's it's. I don't know if we're on the same page right now. That, like, at least in upstate New York, there's people that call literally everybody's house, and they're like, "Your extended warranty," and it's every day, and it's not it's not real. It's a scam. Right. But it's every fucking day. I don't pick up calls. I don't know. Yeah, but wh- when are they going to change it up? I'm trying to get inside the mind of like a serial identity frauder, right? Like, switch it up, dude. It's all you ask. Just uh, these people, they just, you don't, you, I don't know. You don't teach that stupid. I think you're just born that way. I don't know. Right. Like get better at your games. Essentially. You're saying find some new strategies. Yeah, man. It's it boring. Like there used to be like some craft to identity theft. And nowadays they all just play the same recording and hope for the best. Right, dude. But it's at the not. same time, if you can just like fucking like uh robo call a bunch of people and like, maybe you throw out a thousand robo calls and you get one hit easy money. Bro, really? I uh, I fucking I'm trying to remember the last time. I think I was trying to get into my mom's Amazon Prime account so I could watch like uh, whatever shows they had or whatever, and I couldn't get in. So I was like, so I texted her. I was like, hey, I can't get into this. Can you like try to figure out like your whatever? So she like Googled it, and she clicked the first link, and the first link like had you call this number, and she's telling me about it. I'm like. That doesn't sound fucking right. So I look at it, and the first Google link was literally a scam. And, like, you could call and talk to the person. So, like, I called and talked to the person, and, like, I had them set up. I was like, yeah, like, I actually just got this brand-new credit card. Like, whatever you guys need, and you can tell the guy's getting pumped up. And at the end, I'm like, you are a fucking loser, and I lost my shit on this dude. And then he ended up hanging up. But there's just scumbag fucking people out there, dude. Damn, bro. Scumbag people. But shout out to everyone out there with a, like a, a parent or a grandparent that's really? just getting bamboozled on the internet. It's tough. Always, man. I'm dude, rest in peace. My grandmother, but like in her last couple months, some dude called her and told her that my cousin was in jail and that she, that he needed money immediately to get bailed out. It was like three grand. And she like called the guy and then like in passing, she was talking to my mom and my mom's like, wait, what? Like, like <laughs> rest in peace. Like I, I miss my grandma, but fuck man. Rest in peace. Um, rest well, in could, peace. could your cousin be someone that would be in jail? No, dude. He's sergeant up and over, dude. He's the last kid that would ever go to fucking prison. <laughs> That's probably why she was so panicked. Like, what? <laughs> and he lives in fucking Michigan. It's tough, dude. Nuts, man. Uh, I do have a few biz dev stuff. 
Well, uh, we hired some new writers. We got Jeff's going to be writing about the pens. Willie's going to be writing about the Panthers. And we got Connor writing about the bolts. We have a few people on the hook to be writing about the Canadians, the wild and the hurricanes. So we potentially could see six new morning skate bloggers coming up for this playoff push. I'm excited about it. They've sent me their blogs. I've, I've read them pretty good shit. So uh, we're just going to be cranking out content, dude. I'm really happy about it. And then I actually have one last thing. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but throughout the last, like, I don't know, <clears throat> month or two, we've, we've kind of, uh, buttoned up our, our shit in terms of, uh, pictures, videos, all this different shit. So just shout out to my boy, Kenton, dude. Uh, he's our graphic guy and he has been absolutely lights out since we've, we've brought this guy on board and I don't, he doesn't, he doesn't really blog. All he does is he kind of, I ask him like, Hey, we talked about this and that and he'll fucking produce something really, really cool looking. So, uh, shout out to that guy, the man behind the morning skate graphics, but that is kind of what I have right now. Oh, who do you, you didn't pick who's going to win the bracket for the bloggers. I don't know. Do I have to say a name? Uh, No, you don't have to. It would have been cooler if you did. Be a lot cooler if you did, but it's fine. But um, again, shout out to Can I Brands, Can I Boost, Focus and Energy. Really got me through. I was buzzing earlier. I still, I'm probably not gonna be able to go to sleep tonight. But um, well, I have my sleep spray. We'll be good. We're just gonna don't even worry about it. So, guys, that was this episode of the Morning Skate. We're gonna be back Sunday. Hal, you free? We'll see, dude. We'll see how game one goes. Son of a bitch. All right. Well. Guys, I'll be back. I'll figure it out. But thank you for tuning in. Morning Skate, episode 205. We will talk to you soon.